The views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this radio station or Delta Media Corporation, but we bet you'll like them. I'm back in the saddle again. Checking in from the right side of Acadiana, seeking truth. I want the truth! Yes! Justice. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. Yes! And a whole lot of freedom to have fun. Winning, winning, winning. Yes! Oh, behave. This is the Ross Report. Yo, man, yo, open up, man. Yo, what you want, man? My constituents just caught me. You let them catch you? I don't know how I let this happen. Wait, where? The place next door, you know? Wait, I thought you ordered all the restaurants to close, man. I don't know what to do. Just say it wasn't you. All right. Voter came and then they called me red-handed, eating at the place next door. Were there a lot of people there? Picture this, it was not that vacant, like a hundred peeps or more. How could I? A prime example of a really big hypocrisy You don't understand, we're not like other creatures Rules do not apply to us, we are the leaders Voters can't be trusted to be indoor eaters They are more contagious after all, they're mouth breathers Just tell them it's important to follow all the law How any violation might kill a grandma Why you do what you want, even pardon in-laws Mr. Mayor, how would you prefer your foie gras? Donated Sir, we saw you at a party Gavin It wasn't Newsom. me Eating at the French Laundry It wasn't me You even had the clam chowder It wasn't me Sir, we got you on camera It wasn't me You said we can't be super spreading It wasn't me So I missed my brother's wedding It wasn't me You jailed a barber for hairdressing Wait, I have a wedding This is getting upsetting Oh, yeah It wasn't anybody. It wasn't Fauci. It wasn't Gavin Newsom. It, it wasn't Biden. It wasn't it wasn't anybody. Nobody did that. Nobody forced the place to shut down. Nobody told them to go indoors. Nobody told them to wear a mask. No, nobody's, nobody's taken any responsibility now, are they? No, they're not. But the more and more, I don't know if you've been reading what I've been reading, the vaccine adverse events reports that are coming out now. And and it's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, I can't remember which which guy it was. He was a big big deal, and he was one of the ones all over the internet shaming people and all that. Do you know that he has done just a big one eighty at what is it, Scott Adams, somebody like that? Anyway, he he was all over the place shaming people, and now he said, "Uh, uh oh, you guys were right." That's right. You, you, the ones who were telling us don't do it and you didn't get the vax, uh, you anti-vaxxers, you were right all along. Is anybody going to issue an apology? Is Fauci going to be perp walked? Probably not. But the more we learn about the vaccine adverse event reports, which of course they're hiding as much as they can. Mm hmm. It's just going on and on. Vaccine adverse event reports. We'll never get to the bottom of it because there are too many people 
who are being protected by the powers that be. So we'll never get to the total bottom of it. But people like Jill Hines, we've had her on the program many times with Health Freedom Louisiana. These are the people who are trying to get the facts out. And by the way, we're still waiting. And it should be any day now that the Supreme Court takes up Missouri v. Biden, Missouri and Louisiana v. Biden, which was when they shut down all the dissent. They shut down all the people who actually had the facts. Isn't that ironic? They screamed at us that we were disinformation, misinformation, lying, propaganda, and all that. And yet it turns out that, oh, no, that was them. So that is a cautionary tale for all of us, the ones who scream the loudest that it's us, we're doing the terrible stuff. It's because it's exactly what they're doing. It's projection of the worst kind. It's saying Trump is going to abuse and, and take and throw people in jail. And, and George Takei, you know, that little twerp on uh, Star Wars or Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah, little George Takei. Uh, uh, Trump is going to throw people into concentration camps. That's what the geo, uh, uh, Mr. Takei. No, that was your hero, FDR. That's who threw your Japanese people into the concentrate, into the internment camps. A shameful episode in our nation's history done by a Democrat. And by the way, who were the ones pushing, pushing for the maintenance of slavery? Well, yes, that was Democrats. Well, who started the KKK? Well, yes, that was Democrats. Who voted against the Civil Rights Bill? Yes, that was Democrats. Yeah, it was all Democrats. So you see, they don't really have a leg to stand on. What they have is a corrupt news media carrying their water for them every day, lying for them every single day. And an unsuspecting public, unsuspecting kids who haven't been taught the real history because too many of the public schools are owned by the unions and the Democrats. So they don't get the real facts either. Yeah. So take that as a, and I tell you the truth, we, we just saw our, our treasurer, John Fleming. And as he said, we are not going to get the straight talk in the public schools until we have competition in public education. Got it? Competition in public education. We can throw all the money we want at this stuff. We're never going to get the facts or or the results that we want or the excellence that we want until we have competition. So same goes with the news media. If we cannot get the media back to actually doing journalism, right? That would be nice. Because that is the only way that we can hold both sides accountable, which is what exactly we have to do. Hold both sides accountable. And if the pandemic was not a cautionary tale for what we don't want, what we do not want in our government, in our media, in our institutions. Yeah, the pandemic was a perfect example of how to screw this country up in short order. It was so slouching toward socialism. But man, the pandemic put us on a gallop toward socialism and government control, which is what they want. So, uh, you know, and if you haven't seen that video, let me think. It was Kaneko, I believe. Kaneko the Great who posted it on X. What what have we been talking about in the in the Ukraine war? 
since day one. What have we been talking about? Yes, we were talking about how it was really started as a civil war. The eastern regions, the Donbass, who speak their primary language is Russian. They identify as Russian. They wanted to be more closely aligned with Russian. They wanted Ukraine as a federation, and they wanted to have more a closer relationship with Russia. And, of course, Kenneko the Great just put out an incredible uh, video. And, of course, it was based on the uh, New York Times disclosure yesterday that the CIA had built 12 secret spy bases in Ukraine, waging a shadow war against Russia. Oh, starting in about, well, since before 2014. And it was a U.S.-supported coup that toppled Ukraine's democratically elected government because he was closely related. It was Yanukovych. He was too closely allied with Ukraine and uh, with Russia, and we didn't like that. So we got rid of him. And then Russia invaded Crimea as a result in 2014. But what have we said over the decades? It has ba- basically been a civil war. So this great video was put put out, uh, absolutely supporting it. And uh, who is the guy? Oh, yes. From Russian TV who was interviewing Brennan. What a what a piece of what he's terrible. He's a piece of garbage. You know what? I get hives talking about John Brennan. He's a horrible person. Anyway, and he's been in charge of the CIA at a critical time. He was in charge of the CIA under Barack Obama. And remember how many times we talked about that program, the Hammer, which was developed for the CIA and the NSA specifically to monitor foreign spies you know it was called the hammer it was produced by dennis montgomery he was a contractor produced for the cia and what did they do what did barack obama and john bennon brennan and and clapper james clapper and all the rest of them they turned it on the american people and used it to surveil american people and when it and when trump won the presidency well or when he was running that's when they turned it especially on him so why am I tying all of this stuff together? Because I just want you to understand the battle that we're in, in every way, shape, or form for the soul of this country. And it's being fought on many fronts. And you and I are right in the middle of it. At least I think we are. I think we are. And we're going to keep talking about it until people understand the kind of battle, the kind of battle for the soul of the country that that is happening right now. For a lot of people, it's not obvious, but it's becoming more and more obvious with Joe Biden. What did he do? Oh, yeah, I know. I got to talk about that. Him going on the Seth Meyers show and pretty much giving away. You want to talk about treason? Giving away secret plans, secret negotiations with Netanyahu? And say, oh, yeah, we're going to have a ceasefire. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and Netanyahu says, uh, uh, no. No, you didn't. Hey, Joe, you didn't tell me anything about that. I mean, it's it's crazy, insane. And of course, then you have Gavin Newsom out there, the one he of the French Laundry uh, dinner when we were all shut down in California, the French Laundry dinner that he went to the Shaggy and Remy doing the Shaggy song. Every once in a while, I like to play it because it's so emblematic of how the elites don't think any of this applies to them. Well, we are in a battle for the soul of America on every front. 
on every front, legislative, administrative, health care. Yeah, we're in a battle there. Free speech, you bet. Everything in our Constitution that we hold dear, they're trying to destroy. So we have a lot to talk about today. That was just a little preview. Also, in the 3 o'clock hour, we're going to be talking to uh, uh, Sarah Higdon. She is one of the fearless advocates fighting the, the gay, well, she's one of the gays against groomers. So she's going to bring us up to date with what they've been up to. They've got some great um, programs going on all over the country, alerting people to this terrible scourge of the uh, transgender militancy. I mean, you know, Sarah is the first to admit, you know, she's she identifies. She is trans, but what she believes is happening to the kids through this militant transgender movement, she's going to bring us up to date with that. And it's always a pleasure to talk to Sarah. So we've got a lot to talk about today. First of all, we have to thank our Patriot sponsors. None of this happens without them, you know. I mean, it's true. The wonderful Luquettes and their team at Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Will and Ashley and the gang over there at MPW Properties, uh, United Tile, uh, Ty and the folks at Acadiana Garage Doors, Keith Kishbaugh, Kishbaugh Construction, Ty, uh, Tim, and all the folks over at uh, Dinos, three amazing Dinos, two incredible Prejeans, and always a hotline for you. Yeah, CLB, the Community Bank, sponsors the hotline, 337-706-0113, 706-0113. And remember, oh yeah, you are still going to have a chance today to win the ultimate crawfish Oil. Uh huh. Don't go away. I love the colorful clothes you wear. So we have a bunch of primaries under our belts, and uh, Nikki Haley hasn't won a single one, but she's going to. Soldier on, you know, it's uh, and and when she she was asked directly. She was asked directly if the Koch brothers had given her any money. Well, I, I, I you got to hear this, this montage of Nikki Haley talking out of both sides of her mouth. And now you understand why the people in her own state. Did not vote for her. Give it a listen. And we will get them. But I will not, not now, not ever, support raising the gas tax. Finally, let's increase the gas tax by 10 cents over the next three years. I would not run if President Trump ran. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. Every person on social media should be verified by their name. I never said government should go and require anyone's names. But what we do know is 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. Proclaiming the retirement age is, quote, way, way too low. Where do I you have stand never up? once said that. I never said Hillary Clinton was an inspiration. I went with my friend Eleanor Kitzman to a firm and leadership program where Hillary Clinton was speaking. And I walked out of there and I said, I'm running for office. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Now you know why her own state didn't vote for her. And then she was asked, I believe she was asked, how oh, was it by Laura Ingram or one, one of the, it might have been in that Fox News town hall that she did. And they asked her about the Koch brothers uh, pulling 
No, it wasn't in that one. Someone asked her about the Koch brothers pulling their support, and she said, they never gave me any money. Now, I mean, if you follow this at all, you know that that was patently false and provably false. But she, so, so somebody went to Open Secrets. Americans for Prosperity is the Koch brothers. Well, there's only one Koch brother now. He, the other one passed away. I don't, I don't remember which one. It was either David or Charles. One of them passed away. Anyway, so whoever the Koch remaining is, their PAC is known as Americans for Prosperity Action. That's what their PAC is. Uh, their group is Americans for Prosperity. They've had a presence here in South Louisiana for a while. Anyway, they kicked off the next phase of the campaign to support Nikki Haley her campaign for the Republican presidential nomination with a wave of mailers, digital advertising, and TV spots to the tune of about 27 million, just that. Now, Open Secrets did an analysis of FEC, Federal Election Commission, filings, and they found out that AFP had already spent over 45 million in the 2024 election cycle. And about $26.5 million of that was to support Haley. It was all for Haley. The super PAC targeted Trump and Biden with $9 million each in attack ads. And that new ad blitz targeted key early voting states, including Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, as well as the states are going to be holding their nominating contests on Super Tuesday, including Kansas, North Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, I think Louisiana. Yeah. No, we're not on Super Tuesday. I think we're later than that. Whatever. It doesn't matter. She lied. And it was it was an easily provable lie. And yet she continued to lie as though no one was ever going to hold her accountable. Now, if that, if that, what I just played for you, does not prove to you this is why she is so unlikable, and no one would vote for her in her own home. Well, very few. I mean, a 20-point difference in her own state, and she can't even crack 40% of the vote? That's pretty stunning. You were governor there. You were supposedly a pretty popular governor. What happened, Nikki? Hey, Keith, go ahead. You're on the Ross Report. Welcome. Hey, you know, it was like, yeah, my mother, Catherine, used to ask me some questions and she'd look at me every now and then when I was about you know, eight, nine, ten years old and she said, liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> well, and you know, way back then, people weren't recording everything you said, so you could kind of think you might get away with it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I couldn't. She, you know, that was the old days where you, she'd wash my mouth out with soap. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mom, Mama always knew. Somehow, Mama always found out the truth, right? <laughs> so, in a, you know, just uh, we have such a fractured party and yes. even even locally it's so fractured you know that's so many and that's why i'm going to do my little part right now for the you know the executive committee paris executive committee republican paris executive committee and the state central just to do get my foot in the door i try to be a little bulldog and, and shake it up and uh, i was just so disenchanted with the way republicans were going after republicans just to get now, I'm not saying all, Carol, Yeah, but, but to me, we're going through this process. What I see is so many are in it for their own benefit, for their own power, you know, to, to benefit their lives. And I don't mind calling them out when the time comes. 
You know, you call me out all you want, but if I'm going to do something that's going to be for the community, it's going to be for, you know, the benefit of families and, and the, and the yeah. city. And it's not going to so, be about, can I put myself in a more powerful position so I can benefit myself with more money or more power? No, yeah. that is, that's not, that's not what it's about. But, yeah. And you're right. That's unfortunately true for a lot of people. What, what I don't get is why, why they're so upset against the, uh, some of the people who are in there who, you know, I mean, we've been successful. We had, we got Jeff Landry elected. We got statewide. Every, every elected official is a Republican. What I don't get is why is the party fracturing when it was so successful in getting these people elected? I just don't get it. Local, local, now I'll answer that in my opinion from, you know, going, when you're running for election, you see so much cronyism, if you will. And, uh, you know, and, and helping each other to maintain your power positions. I just, it, at the local level, it's not good. I, you know, like I said in the, the Florida Lee meeting, how in the world, and it's proven to be already to our detriment, but how in the world do we let a lifelong, de- you know, nothing against personal Monique. I know her. I, I, I like her. She's a good person. I don't think she's mayor material, but we're going to find out. I mean, she's already fired some really, really key people that were doing a great job with LUS and zoning. Um, it's just, it, and you know me, I'm a builder and developer. Mm-hmm. I've been through it. I've been doing this 48 years. I know what it's like to have a bad Metro code or, or, or right. a bad, you, you unified know, development of, code. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I'm like, do I really want to, I, so I love what I do. I always said my retirement party is going to be when they bury me, but man, I don't want to keep <laughs> yeah. struggling. I mean, we were already feeling the effects of a change in administration. But my point was, how in the world did the people in charge in Lafayette allow a lifelong Democrat to beat the best mayor we've had in the last 30 years? And I really feel that strongly about it. Josh was not perfect, but, you know, me knocking on doors and going through my, my areas and meeting people, and they know who I am, which is very humbling for, for a lot of the, you know, 60% of the time. And they all tell me, you know, what happened with Josh Gillery? Yeah, he did some things that maybe to fast track things, but he was doing a great job. How come our local Republican Party, our RPEC, our people couldn't do a better job? Were we too focused on getting other people out of the city elected to different boards? Hmm. I don't know about that. I think, you know, that's a pretty complex question, actually, when it comes to the mayor's race. Uh, there were There were so many... Um, elements that had to do with that. Uh, Josh, you know, in, in some ways hurt himself a lot, uh, by some, by some of the decisions that he made. He was a visionary mayor. You have to give that to him. Um, he put us on a track to be a lot more aggressive in the terms of, in using the ARPA money, uh, which I, which I agree with. I mean, if you're going to have one time money, do it for something that's really going to make a difference, a one time thing. Uh, and, the, and the other part is, the, the and I'll tell you, Keith, I've seen it over and over again. I've seen South Lafayette, fat and happy South Lafayette, just take a walk on Election Day. It happened to my husband. It's happened over and over again. South Lafayette doesn't re- you know, think, oh, he got 40 some percent of the vote. OK, we can take a walk. They don't get that invested in it. And on the on the flip side, you had a, a runoff for a city council race in the minority community. They got their people out to vote in North Lafayette. They got their people out to vote. It's as simple as that. South Lafayette. Well, you had North. You had Northside churches getting people to go against Josh Gillery. 
Yeah. And, I mean, and to me, and he had I'm done here, a lot I for hope him. This is not true. And you're you're the watchdog, and you're doing an amazing job. I don't know if you get any sleep at night because, man, you are informed like nobody's business. <laughs> it's a sickness. Go you, ahead. Have AI, you must have AI helping you. No, no, I no don't. but what I'm hearing is it, I hope this is not true. That world class facility in Brown Park on the north side of town, I'm hearing that our newly elected mayor may not want to go forward with the baseball parks have you heard anything like yeah that? she scaled it back to just basic uh, a, a few of the ball fields and the walking and jogging paths um I, I look i think that's in her nature i you know having run the acadiana planning commission i think she's a bureaucrat at heart she's a placekeeper she's not a real visionary and so all of this and i thought to be honest with you i thought the whole brown park thing uh, was part of the uh, plan by the Lafayette Travel. You know, Ben Berthelot worked with the city on this because they want to do it as tourism. Sports tourism is so hot all over the world right now. In fact, Saudi Arabia. Youngsville. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, and, and she made a comment like, we don't want to compete. That wasn't the point. The point was we were going to That's be complimentary. No, no, no. That was exactly the point that Ben Berthelot made. This is complimentary, that we need yes. more of these, and they will complement each other yep. in various yep. ways. They will. And look, Bert, I've known so Bert I'm gonna, for I'm going to have the years. mayor on. I'm going to try to have her on, and, and we'll talk about these things. But she scaled it back, and I always thought it was paid for by the ARPA money. Eh. I'll have to find it's out about still that. Disappointing. We have not. You're never going to go back and do it again. You know, this yeah. is a chance for to really enrich Northside. I tend, you know, you'll see it from I ten. You know, I coached baseball for 40 years. We'd love to go to these magnificent parks. So, anyway, that's that's my rant for the day. And uh, Well, it could have been a real catalyst for that area, you know, bringing in a lot of people. You, you see what happened in Youngsville. They have that RV park that they're building, and that's a lot of new right. money coming into that community. That's new, clean money going into that community. But here we have... I got an idea. Uh, well, <laughs> Let's build a library instead. I don't know. Sorry, I'm just, <laughs> okay, I'm just aggravated. That's okay, Keith. All right, God, <laughs> All right. God bless you. Got a break from Thank news, you. you too. Bye, Keith. I'll tell you what. You can always count on T- Keith to speak his mind. You won't get any mealy mouth stuff from him. All right, we'll be right back on the Ross Report. Don't go away. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of like a potpourri of how we're getting screwed by our government (laughs) and how the government is totally screwing things up. Uh, Biden, who has been screaming about Republicans won't give me, they won't give me what I need for, you know, blah, blah, blah for Ukraine when he is being intransigent himself. What what is the big deal about not securing the southern border? What is the big deal about uh, putting these poison pills into this legislation to make sure that the next president can't do ever, ever do anything about illegal immigration? I mean, it's one thing after another with this guy. Now he goes on late night with Seth Meyers and talks about, talks about, well, didn't just talk about the negotiations. He divulged details of the secret negotiations that they were doing to get the Israeli hostages out. And he did it on a late night comedy show, giving away bargaining positions by a key U.S. ally while predicting success that all sides in the talk said was premature. I mean, Netanyahu said, huh? 
What? Huh? You know. But of course, there he is, the emperor of ice cream, eating his ice cream with uh, Seth Meyers. And uh, oh, we're going to get a ceasefire by next Monday. Oh, uh, yeah? A ceasefire. Really? The timing of everything Biden is doing is being timed to his reelection. Going to the border. Oh, we're going to the border. Oh, Biden has discovered the border. Where is he going in the border? Well, he ain't gone really to the border. Trump's going to the border. As soon as he found out Trump was going to the border, there he is. He's going to the border. But here he is on late night with Seth Myers giving out details of secret negotiations and totally undercutting our biggest ally in the world, Israel. Well, he didn't specify whether he meant a temporary or permanent ceasefire. And by the way, it's news to Israel and Hamas. Both of them said it's news to us. In fact, in fact, some of the reports said that Hamas had already rejected the terms of the proposed framework for a deal. Didn't, not the deal, the framework for a deal. They love to use that. We have a framework for a deal. Just in case the deal falls through. Ah, oh, well, it was only a framework. <laughs> so it was throwing cold water on any optimism that could have possibly been inferred by the emperor of ice cream saying something on a late night comedy show about secret negotiations that even Israel, our ally, didn't know anything about. Um, now listen to this. <laughs> I mean, just Netanyahu must be just, if he had a lot of hair, he'd be pulling it out. <laughs> really? Anyway, in addition to all of that, predicting success in the negotiations, Biden said that Israel had offered to stop the war during the upcoming Islamic holy month of Ramadan, thus pinning an ally to a public position that had intended to be an offer, not a firm commitment. And by the way, I would remind you, and as everyone has, Breitbart, the New York Post, everybody, Remember, the Muslim armies, the Arabs, did not honor their own holy month, Ramadan. Rather, they started the Yom Kippur War of 1973 during Ramadan. Multiple wars, actually. So there's no agreement. The Israeli government spokesman said no agreement. And the terrorist group's demands, including ending, ending the war and Israel withdrawing from the Gaza Strip, are crazy. They're crazy. As he said, they're from another planet. You know, Hamas started out with crazy demands, and it's getting even worse. She said, you know, sometimes you, you in a negotiation you say, well, this is in the ball. Well, give me give me an idea. What's in the ballpark? She said, they're not they're not anywhere near the ballpark. They're on another planet. There is no <laughs> There is no way that this will happen. No deal was imminent. Uh, Hamas's demands are delusional, and so that makes you wonder how do what do we how do we characterize what Biden said on a late night talk show while he's eating ice cream with a comedian? Who's the real comedian here? How do we characterize what he said if she says that these dem demands by Hamas are delusional? I would say our president. Uh, could certainly be classified as delusional. You know, they kept every 
step along the way in Trump's presidency. They kept claiming that he was revealing classified information. He was giving up classified information. Uh, he was holding on to classified information at Mar-a-Lago, classified this, classified that. Biden had classified documents in a think tank funded by the Chinese, also in Chinatown, also in his unsecured garage where his son was hanging out with the hookers in the in the Corvette. I'm sorry, people. Mar-a-Lago was a heck of a lot secure. Oh, and better than an Ikea where where who was it? Bush had some of his in an Ikea or was it or was it Obama? One of them did when storage in the old Ikea warehouse. Remember? I think it was Bush Ikea. I think Obama was like some kind of warehouse out in the middle of nowhere. Well, it was, yes, with no security at all. Both of them had no security at all. That's the point. Trump had more security in Mar-a-Lago, put the extra locks on. It had Secret Service all over the place because he was the president. And they say that he's always trying, he's, he's keeping classified information so that he can give it to probably Putin. Oh, yeah, he's going to give it to Russia. Definitely, he's probably going to give it to Russia because here comes Russia again. It worked so well in 2016 and 2020. Why wouldn't we use that again? Well, here we go. Maybe there are a few more people who are aware of the fact that it's the Democrats who are selling us out every day of every week, of every month, of every year. It's the Democrats who are selling us out. Now, the only reason Biden did this is because why? Why? What's coming up in Michigan? Yes. A primary election at which Rashida Tlaib has said, we're just not going to vote for you. I mean, even the uh, Muslim mayor of Dearborn, you know, we're going to withhold the votes. We're just not going to vote. So what does Biden do? Oh, yeah, we're going to get Israel. Israel's going to withdraw. We're going to get him. Just in time for the primary. vote. You see, everything he does, everything he does is to rescue his despicable failing presidency. I don't think it'll work. I just don't think it'll work because he's facing that boycott by the Democrat primary voters doing anything he can to get them to vote for him. We shall see. We'll be right back on the Ross Report. Don't go away. Oh, by the way, listen, we're going to have some big news about the ultimate crawfish boil, so be listening. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Okay, we got the ultimate crawfish boil giveaway. Okay, you ready for this? The Talk of Acadiana wants to help you take your crawfish boil to the next level. It's the ultimate crawfish boil giveaway powered by Prejean's Restaurant, our good friends at Prejean's. And you, you can win a $250 gift certificate to the fruit stand in Brobridge for all your crawfish cravings, everything you need to have the best boil on the block. Uh, okay, so I'll tell you what. Right now, if you are caller number five at 337-706-0113, caller number five, 337-706, excuse me, 0113, for your shot at winning uh, the ultimate crawfish boil, powered by Prejean's and the talk of Acadiana, all right? Caller number five. 337-706-0113. Three three seven seven zero six zero one one three. All right, good deal. I think he's been picking up the phone. It's heating up right now. Okay, now 
there's one more story I want to get to before the end of this hour because we're going to have, um, you know, we're going to have, um, yeah, Sarah Higdon. <laughs> We're going to have Sarah Higdon, Gays Against Groomers, coming on. But for, first, I wanted to talk to you about this latest thing from Fonnie Willis. Now, you know, we talk about the people gaming the system all the time. Well, this is something that I think you do have caller number five. Okay, he's going to get me the name. Congratulations, whoever. Who is it? Oh, Dave. Hey, Dave Hamilton. Congratulations. You have won. The ultimate crawfish boil, and Bilal will get all the details to you. Dave, congratulations, and thanks for listening. Now, Fonnie Willis, she is demanding that Judge McAfee reject all the cell phone evidence that impeaches her ability to be an objective prosecutor. Yeah, all that cell phone evidence that she lied on the stand about what she wants to erase, what she said under oath, that she perjured herself under oath, well, it turns out Judge McAfee, you know, a lot of people were questioning why, why was he so easy on her when she's screaming like a banshee and challenging him, etc. Well, well, he contributed to her campaign when she ran for DA. That's number one. And he actually worked for her afterwards. So I, I don't know why Judge McAfee didn't recuse himself, to be honest with you. I really don't. But now she's putting extra pressure on him now to disallow all the evidence of the cell phone records that prove she and Mr. Wade, Nathan Wade, her little boo thing, were lying about their romantic relationship. Um, the new evidence, which Trump attorneys say adds weight to their argument that she hired her then boyfriend for mutual financial gain in a corrupt bargain. She said it should be disqualified. Should be disqualified. They hired a private investigator to obtain her and Mr. Wade's text and voice call history. And it goes way back, way back to before when they said they started a relationship. I mean, 2,000 calls and 12,000 text messages, that doesn't happen overnight. Right? I mean... It's way, it went back way before they said their relationship began in 2022. No, it did not. And they have records, uh, tracking his, I guess his GPS on his car to know that he, he spent, uh, you know, some overnights with him or left in the early morning hours or whatever. But if it proves to be accurate, the cell phone data, it could very well be the last nail in her coffin in terms of being able to continue to prosecute Donald Trump, which, of course, is what exactly what she ran on. So, yeah, Dave. Oh, Dave. Hey, Dave. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Carol. Uh, I appreciate uh, the, the little victory there that I got. Um, <laughs> I was I was actually picking up the phone to call you. I have a question for you. Sure. Okay. Your husband played the political game, so you, I know you know the answer to this. Why can they not, or why don't they, take video of a political opponent, in this case, Joe Biden, and put it in their commercials? Joe Biden says, you know, Donald Trump said this, and Donald Trump said that, and it's not true. Well, if it's true, show us a video of Donald Trump saying it. Mm -hmm. But in the case of Joe Biden, I mean, we can show him video of him doing executive orders undoing all of what Trump did 
and saying different things. And, oh, my God, the number of racist things that he has said. Oh my, yes. That if, yes. That would, if, if that was played and played in communities of color, then those people would go 50% for somebody else, well, Dave, not let me, 20%. Let me tell you, for the first time in my life, I am slightly encouraged that the minority community will finally see who biden is who joe biden really really is because i think it is filtering through but i the reason i think it's filtering through it's getting around the pulpit you know the the black churches have a lot of control and they are they are devoted to the democrat party but i think a lot of the younger minority voters are beginning to see around joe biden and besides that he's hurting them he's hurting them financially He's he's bringing in illegals and and subsidizing them. Meanwhile, the minority community has felt, you know, left behind in many ways. So if we had an honest news media, Dave, that could happen. But, but well, we don't need an honest news media <laughs> if we can just pay for commercials and show videos of him saying that uh, before you can go to a, a convenience store, that uh-huh. you need to have a slight Indian accent and that he didn't want his children to go to public schools because he didn't want them to go to jungles. Jungle. And, yes. I mean, all of those things, if they were played in his voice with a picture of him saying it, well, they, they I, you couldn't know, deny it. Dave, I have seen some of the online advertising that's been done that has used those things that, you know, that has used those commercials. Uh, it does need a wider audience, and I believe it will get a wider audience as the campaign heats up and Trump is the nominee. But you're absolutely, I mean, look, we have a problem. You, you have to admit, we have a problem with the, the commercial, the corporate media in this country. They are not for Donald Trump. They like the elites. They like the globalist approach to things, and they want to maintain control. And that's our big problem, Dave. But I, well, you know, I agree with you that that's what Trump—that's what they should be doing every single day. Instead of Trump having to deal with Nikki Haley and the Never Trumpers, they should all be a united voice against da- Joe Biden and his horrible, his horrific policies. Especially, well, Carol, in- I'm I'm 66 years old, and I never thought in my lifetime. I would see this country go down the tubes if we have four more years of Joe Biden. No, we, we won't survive. God, we won't we, survive. We, exactly. Our country will not survive. Yeah. Carol, thank you for putting thank me you. on. Thank you. God we'll bless. You Take care, Dave. Good thank to hear you. from you. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Yes, Sean, we got just a minute, Sean. Yeah. Um, now, I was listening to Dave. Um, the, the stuff that Joe Biden's been seeing is around for 50 years. Yeah. You, you would have to sit people down and, um, what was that, uh, Clockwork Orange, their eyes open and make them watch it. Clockwork Orange, that's a good, that's a good analogy. That's one of my favorite movies, by the way, because of the, the comment that it makes on society. Um, but that is a great analogy. And it, it's, you know, you can lead a wa- horse to water. But you can't make, can't them, make drink, them drink, right? And you can lead people to the facts, but you can't make them think, as my friend Seal has told me many times. So uh, it's it's a slow process, but I think it's beginning to happen. If you see the, the more and more minority voters, black voters in particular, and some Latinos mm-hmm. who have been here and are just appalled at what's going on in this country right now and how it's hurting the, the most vulnerable economically among us, because it is. It really right. is. Right. And I've heard, I heard today um, probably 25% of black voters might go with Trump. I, yeah. I think it's going to be higher. I've said it before on the show 40%, oh, which would be amazing. That and would, it would be, be incredible. But, I, but yeah. that would that's a high bar. That's a very oh, yeah. high bar. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, Sean, um, 
the the point being, um, here's the the problem with judges and everything. When did they go from applying the law to interpreting the law? Yeah, that, you know, I think that's a big problem. We gave them a little too much power. All they had to do was say, "Here's your sentence. Here's the guidelines. You get ten to five, ten whatever, and and be done with it." Now they. Now they, they have too much leeway, and well, what was his intent? Yeah. What was this? It, it, it's just, that's not what it, uh, even the Constitution, the Second Amendment, well, what's a militia? What is a, 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 a firearm? <laughs> yeah. What is a, shall not be infringed. You, have you, I don't care if I have a missile, shall not be infringed. Well, the militia was the people back then. <laughs> we, Correct. The militia was the people. All right, Sean, I've got to get to the news. Thank you so much, <laughs> okay. my friend. Good, Always good to talk to you. Take care. Uh, thank you. You too. Bye-bye. All right, we'll be right back on the Ross Report. Stick around. Sarah Higdon coming up.